This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 180-inch. On this episode, we conclude our interview with Epic Lloyd, the legendary YouTuber, comedian, and rapper behind Epic Rap Battles of History. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Welcome, everybody, to episode 180-inch. Well, Dave, you know it's a very special episode, right? Ethan, all of our episodes are special. But is it because it is the first one of December? Well, not quite. Oh, I know. Because we will conclude our epic interview with Epic Lloyd. Well, not that either. Is it because 180 figuratively means the exact opposite of, as in doing a 180 degree turn? Well, not unless you want to start numbering our episodes down instead of up from now on. Oh, no, thank you. That would be so confusing. Okay, Ethan, I give up. What is special about episode 180-inch? 180 inches is exactly 15 feet, and 180 inches is also exactly 5 yards. So not only is this episode 180-inch, it's also episode 15 feet and episode 5-yard. You know what? I like my first three guesses better. Anyway, let's move on to what's happening in Weird Al Related News. Television nominations were announced yesterday for the 28th Annual Critics' Choice Awards, and Weird the Al Yankovic Story received two nominations! Weird the Al Yankovic Story was nominated in the category of Best Movie Made for Television, and Daniel Radcliffe was nominated for Best Actor in a Limited Series or Movie Made for Television. In addition, Weird the Al Yankovic Story alum Quinta Brunson was nominated for Best Actress in a Comedy Series for her role on Abbott Elementary. Though we here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast believe Weird the Al Yankovic Story should be nominated and sweep every possible category, notable omissions included Evan Rachel Wood for Best Actress and Tough Biker Number 7 and Tough Biker Number 8 for Best Background Actor Cameo. The 28th Annual Critics' Choice Awards will be held in Los Angeles on Sunday, January 15th, 2023 and broadcast live on the CW Network. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, congratulations and best luck to Daniel, Al, Eric, Quinta, and the entire Weird the Al Yankovic Story team. Imagine dragons! Imagine working with Weird Al! That's right! At Variety's Hitmakers 2022 Red Carpet, the band was asked who they would want to collaborate with and immediately answered naming Weird Al. Imagine Dragons admitted they would rather work on something original with him, as he already parodied their hit Radioactive with Inactive on Weird Al's Mandatory Fun. As of this recording, Weird Al's The Ridiculously Inexpensive Ill-Advised Warehouse Sale is still going on over at shop.weirdal.com. Apparel items are 25% off if you buy one, or 40% off each if you purchase more than one. Attention collectors! There are some very uncommon and rare older items still available. If you are a schmuck like Ethan and have not picked up women's cut t-shirts from previous tours yet for your collection, now is a great time. And you can even purchase the Big Roy's Heating and Plumbing shirt from the 2022 tour at a discount. What a deal! 
We are sad to report the passing of Norm Pattis, the founder and CEO of Westwood One. Not only did Westwood One help to boost Dr. Demento's radio show into nearly 200 stations across the United States, both Weird Al and Bermuda worked at Westwood One earlier in their careers. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and chill in peace, Norm. A heads up to collectors and magazine aficionados, Weird the Al Yankovic story gets yet another mention in People magazine. Keith Brunson is interviewed in the December 12th issue and briefly talks about portraying Oprah Winfrey in the film. Now, also included with the article is the promo picture of Quinta and Daniel portraying Oprah and Weird Al, respectively. Where else have you seen Weird Al's name show up in print? Please let us know over on group.2000inch.com. Patreon members should stay tuned for an influx of bonus episodes coming soon, including concert reviews and episodes from our weird bonus series over at patreon.com slash 2000inch. Cheapskates, I mean, the more frugal fans, you know who you are. You'll just have to keep on waiting with your fingers and toes crossed. But don't worry, you'll hear them all eventually. This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant, Burrito Burrito in True New York, home of the two-pound double wrapped in quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit burritosquare.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. Well, that's it for what's happening in Weird Al-related news, so... Let's check out what's happening in John Bermuda Schwartz-related news. Author, drummer, and friend of the podcast, John Bermuda Schwartz, has released an updated trailer for his new book, Lights, Camera, Accordion, Eye-Popping Photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 1981 through 2006. The 57-second updated trailer closely resembles his previous trailer for the book with some holiday updates. Not only are there festive holiday lights, there's also a brand new musical backing track, the never-before-heard original demo of Weird Al's Christmas at Ground Zero. Alright, let's take a listen right now. Hi, John Bermuda Schwartz here. Welcome to my second book, Lights, Camera, Accordion. It's a 256-page collection of my color film photos of Weird Al and the band spanning 25 years. I almost always had a camera with me in the studio, on video sets, on tour, and I captured a lot of behind-the-scenes images. Most of them turned out pretty good. In this book, you'll see video shots, studio shots, live shots, close personal friends, private getaways, Al does the robot, tour bus antics, shirtless Al, hairless Al, Al sleeping uncomfortably, Weird Al, phone home, hot tubs, that time we opened for the monkeys, Al's morning kids show, selfies, one degree of Kevin Bacon, Al loves the twine bowl, ice cream eating contests, banana eating contests, pizza pizza, Al sharing bills with flea markets, word crimes on Amish Paradise, and Drew Carey. Thanks for checking out my new book, and thank you for your never-ending support for Al and the band for more than four decades. Wow, that is pretty stinking majestic. Dave, I would like to name that the Christmas at Ground Zero extra gory version. And I would like to name it the original demo version of Christmas at Ground Zero. All right, we'll have to flip a Canadian nickel and determine it once and for all, but maybe a little bit later. Last episode, Epic Lloyd shared with us the history of epic rap battles and how Weird Al was chosen to play Sir Isaac Newton before we needed to stop the interview. Let's pick up again where we left off last episode. Vader versus Hitler is one of the all-time, you know, favorite matchups, and it spawned two sequels. I think some of those are the ones that have actually gone gold. Do you 
not like being associated with Hitler? <laughs> or is it just in good fun enough that you can rationalize it? Well, at the time we, when we did it, the internet was, again, it was sort of a Wild West place and different memes would float around and this, that, the other thing. And I, I don't I don't think Hitler was big on the internet, but like making Hitler a punching bag right. was sort of a popular meme. There was that little baby with a Hitler mustache going around and <laughs> there were things like that. So again, I think it's a fine line between him being clownish and buffoonish. But then I do think that a big part of the success of that video were some of the lyrics and, and how raw they were and how real and just dark and evil they were. And I think it was the first video where people went, oh my God, they freaking went there. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't, you'll notice we also, we kill Hitler in every video he's in. He <laughs> right. gets you know, carbonite or it's cut in half or whatever. Yep. So we try to like tell you what we think <laughs> via the actions. Right. So I never really, I don't, I don't take it like that. Like, I don't take it as people think I am Hitler. I take it as he was a guy that was able to make this villain watchable. Right. You know, it is a little weird when you're at concerts and people are like, Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler, <laughs> bro, bro, you know, like, uh, <laughs> And like through some of the election stuff where it got real icky and, you know, political and stuff. And there was a, a lot of tension that kind of made it a little bit more weird sometimes. I think it's softened now, thankfully. But there were there was a while where it's like, yeah, racism and that shit's just not really funny right now. Um, mm. So for that period of time, it, it got a little odd. And that was again, that was kind of like at the concerts when people were like, why aren't you doing Vader versus Hitler? It was just a little like. You know, it was it was like ah, I did, we just don't want to like kick that hornet's nest right now. Right. right. But I did come up with a, <laughs> I came up with an animated show that I'm, I've always dreamed of doing, and I I thought I would I, I would pitch it around, but it's called Live from Hell with Adolf Hitler. There's just this talk <laughs> show that takes <laughs> Hitler is like interviewing all these different you know villainous people, Jack the Ripper and stuff. And so, That's hilarious. You know, it like a, yeah. Welcome to Live with Hell. With Adolf Hitler. I'm your host, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> he just dies at the end of every episode. Right. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so there is a, another connection uh, between uh, you and Weird Al. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Weird Al also has played the role of Adolf Hitler. I think it was on his album cover, right? Like some, I remember one of his album covers, he wasn't Hitler, but he certainly had that kind of aesthetic on one of the photos but i i wasn't familiar is it a new song which, which is it yeah you're thinking of the cover of mandatory fun where he de definitely gives that sort of dictator type of feel to it but there was an episode on i believe it's comedy central's drunk history in which uh weird ah. al plays the character of adolf hitler there's that connection <laughs> hilarious yeah i think it's the type <laughs> of thing where you have to sort of be beloved or earn the earn the audience's love in order to pull it off they can, they, they have to know this is tongue-in-cheek you know right. in order for right. it to pull pull off <laughs> yeah nobody's gonna get mad at, at weird al dressing up as hitler you know 
Yeah, yeah. I think we all know where he stands on that kind of thing. <laughs> right. But, but the next right. time I see him, I'm never going to be like, what's up, Hitler buddies? Hey, <laughs> uh, let's, get, uh, let's get lunch. <laughs> So in, in talking about the, the Hitler versus uh, Vader, and you mentioned how, you know, Hitler always dies at the end, you know, for other rap battles, do you guys have a clear, I guess, winner or a bias when you're going into them? Or is it really just you guys try and write it as fair as possible and let the audience decide? We, I always want it to be even. Like we kill Hitler in the visuals, but lyrically they're pretty, you know, I, I think they're pretty yeah. matched up pretty well. I, I, we've done it a couple times. We've swayed one way or the other, and I don't think it ever comes off very well. Um, you know, I think I, I'm very proud of all the videos we've done, but they're always going to be a learning process. So I think it's very transparent when that happens, though. And I think it's almost, it's not disrespectful to the audience, but it, it doesn't let them decide for themselves. Yeah. So I, and I think all of us now come at it with, we, cause like a lot of times in the writing process, you'll write and then you'll demo and you'll be like, oh, this guy's kicking his ass now. Now we got to punch up this guy. Oh, man, now he's getting his butt kicked. So it <laughs> ping pongs back and forth until the best battles are the ones where you're like, it's, it's uh, anybody's game. Anybody right. could have won that. Right. Those are the most mm. satisfying ones, I think. Yeah. Do any stand out to you as just like your all time favorites? I mean, I have a good grip of them. You know, the one of the ones that I, the Joker versus Pennywise. I, I, I'm very proud of that video. That's great, uh, yeah. Because I think the song is awesome. I think everything was clicking, the, the outfits, the voices, the the jokes. And also that, like, not for nothing, but it was one of our newer videos. You know, it's come out within the last four or five years. And as a guy who's been doing it for a long time, when you have a, a song that really pops and it's something new, it puts a little bit more wind in your sails. So I, I, that one has a special place for me. And just because it's an oddball, Napoleon versus Napoleon is one of my favorite ones. Uh, that's just like a personal one for me. But I think it's such a fun battle. And there's so many great memories connected to that, you know, where it fell in the timeline of the series for me. Yep. Um, I really love that one, too. Are there any ideas that, that you've had that just haven't translated well or haven't been able to to make it work in, a, in one of these videos? Oh, yeah. We have entire videos that we, we uh, I think we eventually released it, but we did Hillary Clinton versus King Henry VIII. We shot the whole video, edited it, and then we're like, this is garbage. And we just didn't do it. it just We just didn't do it right. Oh, wow. You know, and I, I felt so terrible because the actors, neither of the people were Peter I, which made it even a harder call because right. these people really worked hard and put their faith in us. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that happens all the time. We'll get you know, we, we swap beats sometimes if we're just banging our heads on the on this song and it's just not working. We're like, maybe we need a new beat. Sometimes we've, we've tried things where I'm trying to think of examples, but like, oh, this would be cool to try and do that a bunch, a bunch. And then it kind of just gets phased out. Like, I kind of miss it, but we used to kind of, you know, we gave Lincoln like a gold grill and Ben Franklin had like a big, biggie, smalls, like fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> and Mario Brothers, you know, I missed that a little bit, but we really have phased that out to, to, to the most degree. Right. To be more um, accurate. And I think, yeah, it, it just, it kind of, it's, it's not cringy, but it's close when you do that. It kind of, because there's nobody in rap really 
well, I guess they are, but I don't know. They, they, maybe we'll put a tattoo on somebody's face one of these right. days. I, uh, I think that, that, that actually would be really freaking funny. That would be really funny. Um, but yeah, I think it's like any other artistic process. There's got to be stuff that doesn't work sometimes. Um, and we just try to do our best to make it to make that call before it sees the light of day. I guess along similar lines, are there ever any like celebrities or guests that come on that, that are like refuse to do a line in the lyrics or anything like that because maybe they find it too offensive or for whatever reason, is there any like, is there any back and forth between you and the celebrity that's coming in to do the rapping as far as the lyrics go? Yeah. They, they hear everything way ahead of time and we, we, we make demos for them. So they, they mm-hmm. know how to, you know, how, what our, what our thought is. And then if they want to make tweaks for sure, there's always, we, we respect people's brands because we understand what brand is, you know, and we've right. been, we've been put in weird, awkward situations ourselves and it's awful. You know, um, mm. one funny story though, is we always made demos for all the celebrities, you know, because we're like, well, you know, some of them are rappers, some of them are not, let's just give them this demo and, you know, show them how we think the flow should go. But when we work with Snoop Dogg, we're like, <laughs> I'm not giving Snoop Dogg a demo <laughs> of how to rap. Like, are you crazy? What are you thinking? So we sent him the lyrics and then he sent back the cut, which was like perfect. But then on the shoot day, he was busting our balls about it. Like, these motherfuckers didn't send us a demo. I was like, oh, you wanted a demo? Oh, <laughs> and then, you know, it occurred to me, like, the guy is a busy man. He doesn't have all day to like figure out the flow of this thing, how we bunch of dude nerds about you know history want to do it. But uh it was really funny when he said that. And we we've always taken that to heart. So right. now anytime we work with anybody who's outside our circle, whether they're a celebrity or not, right. If anybody ever you know, we don't we don't roll over right right away if we think it's a a valid point or a valid lyric. Right. Um but people's comfort level is trump's our comfort level right so but but to that point we really haven't had we try to do you know different people have different brands so like Rhett and link are pretty family friendly so anytime we've worked with them we've always made sure that we keep that in mind when we're giving them stuff so it's right it's not going to be triple x jokes and it may make it a little bit more challenging to write and may make it easier to be honest so we yeah. take that into consideration too. And then I'm wondering when you were creating the, the demo for Weird Al and sending him, you know, the back and forth between you and him, did he have any comments on the script or the demo that you had sent to him? Um, he didn't have any script notes. When we sent him the demo, it's, it was fairly intricate, specifically there's this one part where he has to wrap this math equation <laughs> right. out. Right. And the math, <laughs> yeah, and... The, usually you can change lyrics to make them rhyme however you want, but this particular rap equation, it has to be the right letters and numbers in the order. And we're like, man, this is really, this took us a long time to record and demo this. We don't want to, you know, we know we have a limited time with him in the studio. We don't want him to be here all day doing this crazy tongue twister. Right. He just crushed it. It was like, <laughs> come on, Al. Like, and it was so funny. He was... It was, it was, it was actually sort of aggravating because he, he did that. And then when he came in on the shoot day, he like, he's like 20 years older than us. And he's like jumping and doing high kicks and he's like <laughs> shaking hands with every, from the intern to the, you know, and then like, 
his daughter and his wife showed up and his daughter's lovely and his wife is lovely and he's like an excellent father. You're like, screw you, Al. Like, I know you have bodies somewhere. Buried people somewhere. Something. What was it like for you to meet Al? And what was it like for the team to meet Al? It was amazing. You know, it was so satisfying because it started with, we always usually meet the, them in this. If we haven't met them just to have coffee or just to chit chat or whatever, which usually with celebrities, you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Usually the first place we meet him is in the recording studio. So we lay down the song and he came in and he was so all about making the song as good as it could be. And we were kind of, you know, tiptoeing around if he had a take that was off or if a word came out wrong or something which is inevitable in any situation. He kind of like was able to identify that we were doing that and was like, guys, just literally, please just tell me what you need and how to make it better. Let's try it again. Like, I really want to make this awesome. So we were like, dope. And then it was, (laughs) and it didn't take very long at all, but like just him, him saying that and sort of releasing that pressure valve enabled us to really be comfortable and, It was like, it it was so like, I felt so proud because he obviously thought that what we were doing was pretty good. So I was like, yeah, right. Cool. Nice. All right. So that was, that was great. And then that kind of, that attitude sort of bled into everything, into the shoot, into the makeup, into the everything. Um, And then, you know, and, and, and our side, we know we have to live up to his standards and what the world thinks of him. So it, it like inspires us and motivates us to, do all the work that we need to on it and make our side as great as we can possibly make it. <laughs> and so after everything with Al, have you been in touch with him? Have you worked with him or seen him in anything else? Yeah. Um, we haven't worked together again. Well, I don't know what we have. Um, Pete recorded for the Gregory brothers, which Al was in and he recorded that at the ERB studios because we're friends with the Gregory brothers and, and, and Al knew us and knew where we were. So that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. That wasn't like a, like a, like a, higher job it was almost just like hey like let's help our friends this is awesome um but then i get a christmas card from al every year <laughs> screw you al and then, and, uh, <laughs> he was doing a show in la and my brother-in-law is a big fan of weird al as well and i was like hey man uh, I, I was wondering if we could maybe come and come to the show and like maybe say hi backstage or something. I, I don't know how it works for you. And he was like, oh man, I, I so wish I, I, the show sold out and all these backstage passes are all sold out. I'm so, so sorry, but I'm doing a show in San Diego. And if you guys want to come down to San Diego, I'm more than happy to, you know, get you in. And so he like comped all of our tickets. We got VIP passes. Like, wow. and like after everybody came in and like, he shook his hand. He took pictures with my brother-in-law who was like freaking out. And like one of the first things he said to me when I was just about to leave, he's like, Hey man, I really hope we get a chance to work together again sometime. And I was like, yeah. So that was just like, it's just cool. It's just a, like a cool seal of approval of like anybody in this genre gets the green light from weird Al, like Don weird Al Yankovic. It's like, <laughs> So dope. <laughs> um, oh, and then one thing he did, which I thought was so cool, was at his shows, in between, he does these, as I'm sure you guys know, he does these crazy elaborate costume changes, which is awesome. And then in between, he'd show like videos 
and clips of videos of all the different things he's done over the years, from The Simpsons to his own personal stuff to you know SNL or whatever. And he asked if he could put our video in one of those clips. And we were like, yes. <laughs> so when we went to see him at, at Hollywood Bowl, we saw like the rap battles in the, that video clip, like in between the songs. And that was like so cool. Oh, a, that's awesome. As yeah. a fan of you guys and Al, it's always so cool to when he's played that video. But I can only imagine how cool it is for you, the person who worked on it, to sit there and see that at a Weird Al <laughs> show. Oh, my gosh. I mean, zero people in the audience turned to me and went, hey, that's you. So it wasn't like cool like that. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's me right there. Yeah, that's my only appearance at the Hollywood Bowl so far. <laughs> I dropped that apple. <laughs> that was me. That apple was mine. <laughs> Do you still have the apple that was dropped? Is that like a... Was it a plastic <laughs> yeah, apple? We, we dipped it in, <laughs> we dipped it in bronze like baby shoes. <laughs> hey, if it was me, I would have done that. No, okay. We don't have the apple, but we have a lot of the um, we have a lot of the props and stuff, and 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 the costume, of course, and the wig and the shoes and the jacket. And we buy all that stuff, so we can't really you know give it back or whatever. So we keep it all sort of. Sometimes we give it away for prizes, or we'll sign stuff and give it to special fans and things. But the weird owl stuff is, is pretty secure in our locker. <laughs> it's <locked down> secure. <laughs> well, if I may, I have a pitch for an epic rap battle. Okay. It's only one half of it. Well, I'll just say, it, I'll just say it. I think that weird owl should be the actual character, but I don't think it should, he should be portrayed by Al. And I think whoever the Weird Al character is battling should be portrayed by Weird Al. That's funny. Because he, huh. I mean, he's a historical character cool. at this point. I think he, he is. He definitely he is. deserves to have someone dress up like him and have himself rap against him. <laughs> well, aren't they making, aren't they making a movie and didn't they cast Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al? Yes, you should get Daniel Radcliffe to play Al, and then Al to play Daniel Radcliffe. Excellent! (laughs) That would be amazing. Weird Al versus Weirder Al, or Weird Al versus Bad Al, Weird Al versus Normal Al, or just Weird Al versus Harry Potter, or something. I don't know. I think that'd be hilarious. That'd be funny. When we first did Nice Peter versus Epic Lloyd, our thought was Pete would play me and I would play him. Yeah, and then it just didn't work out. Because <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe can rap. There's that video of Daniel Radcliffe on some late night show where he does alphabet aerobics, that uh, Black Wishes song, and uh, he's great. Let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a call. Just give me a second. Me... Yo, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. It'd be so cool. Oh, you know, while we have you, uh, before we go, I got to ask about the announcer gags at the end of the the video. Those are hilarious and it's, i always you know it's it's like um like when you watch the simpsons you always want to see what the couch gag is and i feel like when i watch epic rap battles i want to see what the end announcer gag is where where did those come from those are pete the announcer has been pete from day one and always will be pete <laughs> and out of all the things that we do i specifically and never ever give him any input on those really almost at all sometimes I'll, I'll shoot an idea by him but i'm not there when he does it I'm not there i don't give notes on it i think it just works as that's his own little special thing and i'll just be jealous of it forever because that's what everybody always is I'm, like, oh, I'm in it too i also <laughs> but the 
I mean, it's it's kind of like one of the one of the things about the battles that works is that you know back in the day it was these short videos and how long can you watch a video and how long what's the retention rate of the video and just like you said if people are looking forward to something at the very end of the video yep. they watch the thing till the end because that's part of it you know rather than just clicking off and being done it's a gag and it just it came about really organically honestly it came you know the first time he did the ending announcer was vader hitler and then the third time, you know, Pete's an improviser and a comedian. So you kind of naturally think in patterns, you know, mm. and, 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 yeah. and what, you know, the, the gimmick and the game of the scene and the game of the joke is. So he just very quickly realized, I just make this a funny gag. Either we think of it in advance or sometimes he just closed the door and did something that made him laugh. Cause sometimes the gag is not really a gag. It's almost just like a, it's kind of musical, you know, like, like at the end of James Bond versus Austin Powers. It's just like that classic James Bond <laughs> outro and him just like, you know, jamming along to it. It's hilarious. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Since you brought up the clip of Sir Isaac Newton versus Bill Nye being uh, included in the video clips that Weird Al uh performs in concert there, there is uh we've ethan and i have talked about this we when we go to concert uh when we go to weird out concerts we do reviews for each and every concert that we go to and uh we definitely were there multiple times when that video clip was played and there is uh in the videos uh, that he plays there is um there's a typo in one of the lyrics and i and uh, i was just curious if you had any insight as to uh how that that came about and let me give you the line uh the line is perhaps it would be better if i added in a bleep or a bloop or another wacky sound effect and in the in the video that's up on your youtube channel it's correctly spelled e-f-f-e-c-t but in the video that weird al plays up on the screen it's spelled a-f-f-e-c-t effect and i'm just wondering if uh, you had any insight as to how he ended up getting a video with a typo in it. Uh, nope, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I blame this on Adobe Premiere Pro because they don't have spell check in their in their text tool, which is <laughs> insane to me. And I spent, I mean, there we spelled Adolf wrong in the first epic rap battle history with Adolf. <laughs> oh no! Wow. Like, in the opening slate, oh, it's no. like A D O L F or something like that, uh, and always. It almost became a running gag for the fans to look for just our bad spelling because both Pete and I are college dropouts. Uh, <laughs> so usually it's just, we missed that. We just missed it, you know? I don't know how he would have gotten the incorrect one first. That's, huh. you know what might have happened? I'm going to blame this on Al's people. What right. might have happened okay. is we, uh, yeah, this is all Al's fault, to be honest. Okay. Bad spelling. Yeah, <laughs> Makes sense. Um, bad speller Al Al A L L. We may have. <laughs> it would be interesting to look at the font and the placement of the the and the drop shadow and the color as well. The next hmm. time you guys have all that time on your hands, the okay. we, oh, we may do. have given them a video without subtitles, which we often do, especially for like TV or if we're going to translate them or something. Uh-huh. And sometimes when they're on those big jumbotrons. If you blow them up that large, some stuff gets pixelated. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we gave him a 
version that didn't have subtitles and uh. one that also did have subtitles. And maybe mm. the one that we did have the subtitles when they blew it up that big, it looked all pixelated. So they just went ahead and added the subtitles on their own. So I blame Al. Al and his people. Oh. <laughs> wow. After all these years, we finally have the answer. And it was Al the whole time. <laughs> it was Al the whole time. <laughs> we should have known. So, so let me also ask you about, th- there's a, a compilation album that Weird Al included in his box set called Medium Rarities. And on that album, it does include the song Sir Isaac Newton versus Bill Nye. And I was curious if you were aware of that. And what are your thoughts about being included on an official Weird Al Yankovic album? I did not know that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that. What's the name of the album again? So, so it's a compilation album that only came with his squeeze box box set. It's called Medium Rarities. Wow. I mean, when, when we work with celebrities like that, as a YouTube series at the time, you know, we, we, we never were like paying them the fees that they would normally get from like a studio or like a record label or something like that. Mm. So for us, it's always, you know, the exchange is as much exposure as we can give you, anything you need. And whatever you want to use this for, do it, you know, and I'm sure he asked permission through the right channels. I think when we were doing videos and specifically when we did the one with Al, that was in the height of our like busy, busy, busy years. Like we work still now, but we, we pared things down more and, and we put out less videos and we're smaller and we're independent. But at that time it was just grind, grind. We used to do battles from start to finish in two weeks, which is an impossibility wow. now. Wow. Um, so I'm sure that they just, you know, got in contact and we're, and we're like, Hey, here's our idea. And they were like, it's always going to be a yes from us, whatever he wants. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I know you guys did also, I think it was a limited release. You did put out a CD that included that on there. I think it must've just been Epigraph Battle season three CD. So that was really cool as a collector yeah. to, to get to have that for my collection. Yeah. That's uh season three album is one of my favorites. Like the, the, it was back when people listened to CDs. So we <laughs> right. were able to you know, really get the design really well done and put all the packaging together and stuff like that. And then I think there's even a, a demo of the, the Sir Isaac Newton yeah. versus Bill Nye song before. And I think we might have released that on also on that same album, which I, I as a fan of things, I like to hear how, how did this, you know, what did it start at? What did it look like before, you know, the baby had kneecaps or whatever. Yeah. So that was, we were definitely, uh, psyched to share that with people that's super cool yeah lloyd before we let you go i got to ask about this really interesting show you do every month called west side comedy story can you tell us about that yeah so i am an improviser and a comedian and i own a comedy club with a bunch of my friends in santa monica and so i do this show called west side comedy story which is an improvised musical in the genre of west side story so we take (laughs) the suggestion of the name of two gangs from the audience, like pillows versus blankets or, you know, whatever Yoda versus dog. And then we cast, you know, we, uh, we cast the different characters on the fly and we make up scenes and songs and we have improvised music and it's great. It's the first Wednesday of every month at 8 PM at Westside comedy theater. And if anybody's in the Los Angeles area, they can go to westsidecomedy.com and get tickets. And I'd love to see them. And we do a rap battle in the middle, sort of Hamilton style, which is nice. really cool. Uh, oh, cool. It's great. It's really fun. 
it seems awesome. I definitely am going to have to come to the West Side Comedy Theater when I'm out in L.A. next. It sounds so awesome. And is it safe to say that there are more epic rap battles of history coming in the future? Yes, sir. Absolutely. hundred percent. Very cool. Oh, can't wait. Well, we can uh, obviously subscribe to Epic Rap Battles of History on YouTube uh, we can check out your Patreon, patreon.com slash epic rap battles, and how cool all those awesome benefits you're talking about. Lloyd, this has just been such a blast getting to talk to you about Weird Al and epic rap battles of history. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And uh, the next time you see Al, tell him Hitler says hello. And uh, <laughs> you guys keep doing a great job. Well, a huge thank you to Epic Lloyd for joining us on the podcast. We can check him out at epicloyd.com. Epic Lloyd on Facebook and YouTube, The Epic Lloyd on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, Epic Rap Battles of History, ERB on YouTube. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota beautiful, it's also social. Did you know that Darwin, Minnesota has its very own public Facebook group since October 2015? Ah, join the Life in Darwin, world's largest ball of twine Facebook group to participate in exciting conversations, such as the one that the Darwin Municipal Liquor Store posted recently. Darwin Municipal Liquor Store shared, You asked, we provide one deer, one hunting dog, and one snowmobile. We will be doing a drawing December 19th, one ticket per purchase. Not long after posting, local resident Beverly Schimmelpudding Nelson replied, I don't think it's actually legal to give away a dog of any kind. And Deb Porter Servin replied, Bull. Darwin Municipal Liquor went on to clarify that it's not an actual deer or a dog, but instead they are made out of cardboard. The deer is fully assembled and made from what appears to be bush light beer boxes. And while the dog is also cardboard, it still needs to be assembled. Well, what about the snowmobile? Surely with all the snow Darwin, Minnesota gets, that would come in handy. Sources say that's also cardboard and also needs assembly and probably adult supervision because it looks like a lot of tape around the box you need to cut. And if you want to go hunting, you'll need to be careful with your cardboard gun and your cardboard bullets. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next cardboard hunting expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. This is a special hamster alert to the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system sponsored by Jack Bateman. Hey Dave, if you were a hamster, how many Fruit Loops would you be able to eat or stuff in your cheeks in one sitting? Oh, Ethan, I know where you are going with this. And let me just say, I am no Eleanor. Ah, uh, you did know where I was going. See, Dave, I wasn't yanking your uvula. I'm sure the majority of our listeners know, but there might be at least one really stupid listener listening, so let's explain it for them. Oh, great idea, Dave. But before we get to Eleanor, we can't forget about Randy. That's right, in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, the year was 2012. It was the 1st of September, and Cody Yeary's hamster Randy demolished 18 Fruit Loops in just 1 minute 15 seconds. But just under three years later, Crystal Wolford from Reedsville, West Virginia, and her hamster Eleanor officially bested poor Randy, this time eating 20 Fruit Loops in 1 minute 32 seconds. While Eleanor's Fruit Loop consumption per hour, or FLCPH, was lower than Randy's, 
It was the quantity that counted, and she won the record. Now, with any immense fame, such as with Eleanor's incredible record-breaking performance, it often leads to controversy, which is exactly what happened. Crystal was bashed with negative comments, questioning the validity of the record due to rules about potentially hurting animals, and one naysayer even accused her of animal abuse. Animal abuse or not, Eleanor's record has sat on top for the last seven years. Will there be another challenger to take the crown? Or will Eleanor's name continue to be in the hearts and minds of hamster lovers for centuries to come? That is all for this episode's very important special hamster alert via the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, Discover Darwin, and Jack Bateman. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend-level Patreon supporters, Zeb, Zach, Dana B, Blair, Kev, Javier, Scott, UH Jeff, Nancy, NES Josh 64, Mike, Matthew, Kenneth, Gus, and Alicia, Allison, Adriana, Ajax, Jake, and also thanks to Rim Jams Jared and Rocky, and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our fantastically freaky and family-friendly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your very own private RSS feed, and access to our secret episodes. And now would be a great time to join if you haven't already, because not only will you be the first to hear our remaining The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour Concert Review Bonus episode of 2022, you'll also be the first to hear our brand new We're the Al Yankovic Story Insider Bonus Episode Series. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our fine podcast. Why not buy a 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast logo classic tee, available in sizes small through 5XL, in colors as diverse as light steel, pink, navy, pale pink, deep royal, denim blue, deep red, deep forest, smoke gray, purple, and white. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rump to Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you are there, click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour and click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes for our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book, page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you're subscribed because not only does it help the podcast, it helps preserve the rainforests of South America, which are among the natural habitats of the Red Rump Agouti. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline. That number is 347-SPATULA. You might even hear your message in a future episode. 
Thank you once again to this episode's guest, Epic Lloyd. We also want to thank Zach Sherwin, Cat O'Carroll, Darwin Municipal Liquor Store, Beverly Schimmelfennig Nelson, Deb Porter Servin, RecordCenter.com, Randy, Eleanor, Cody, Crystal, 1984 Publishing, and of course, John Bermuda Schwartz. Thank you to the Grammy Award winning Jim Kim OS for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. Any big thanks to all of you, our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast. Next episode, John Bermuda Schwartz himself returns to share his insights on his latest book, recap the most recent leg of the tour, and what he really thought about the actor who portrays him in Weird the Al Yankovic story. And until next time, remember to gill and chill. You know what, Ethan, I was thinking about what you said earlier about this not only being episode 180 inch, but also episode 15 feet and episode 5 yard. Oh, I knew you'd come around, Dave. No, I still like my three guesses from before better, but I was wondering what else could we convert 180 inches to? Well, the obvious would be centimeters, which makes this episode 457.2 centimeter. Yes, but 180 inch is also two and a half fathom. Ooh, I like it. Dave and Ethan's 27.7 repeating fathom Weird Al podcast, episode two and a half fathom. The smell of fear. All right, how about episode 45 hand? Or episode 40 finger. Hmm, episode 1.43 bamboo. No, 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 I've got it. Yes. Episode, episode 540, 540 barley corn. That was Dave and Ethan's 6,000 Barley Corn Weird Al Podcast, episode 540 Barley Corn. Now available in obscure units of length. Screw you, Al! <laughs>